Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Life is full of surprises. And oftentimes those surprises are welcome ones. When family plans things out for us and surprises us on our birthdays, who doesn't want that kind of a surprise? But life also has other surprises, the kind that we don't want to face, the kind that we don't want to receive, the kind that doesn't bring us joy at all. Learning to live with those surprises, both to rejoice in the good surprises that our Heavenly Father has prepared for us from before the foundation of the world, and also how to endure those other surprises, the ones that we don't want to face, takes time. The Psalms put it this way, all our days pass away, the years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Who considers the power of God's anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? But teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us, O Lord, to number our days. On days like this, when we are gathered much to our chagrin, when we are gathered together by a surprise that none of us expected, that none of us planned, that none of us wanted, We draw our strength from the things that endure, the things that last, the things that are like rocks, the things that do not pass away, the things that can stand the test of times, those things that are most sure and most certain and most trustworthy. And in doing that, in doing that, we are teaching our hearts to gain wisdom. The beginning of life and the ending of life is always a surprise. Of course, now you can schedule a C-section and you can kind of figure oftentimes that a person is near and nearing the end of life, but the exact moments are always a surprise. The time of labor comes upon the pregnant woman and she is surprised. And the time of death, the time of death is also hidden from us and it comes as a surprise. It comes as a surprise even to those who know that it's coming. And Walter was certainly one who knew the length of his days. Walter had learned how to gain a heart of wisdom. He knew how to number his days. And I can't tell you how many times I've lost track. I can't tell you how many times in the last two or three years especially, Walter has told me, Pastor, I'm ready. Much of that was because all of our national conversation was revolving around sickness and death. And so when we would talk, we would talk about how to face death, how to prepare for the end of life. It was also because Walter had learned long ago, Walter had learned long ago over the Pacific Ocean how to number his days. Maybe some of you have heard this story. Maybe some of you remember how Walter would grab your hand and how he'd put the other hand behind the arm And you knew to settle in because you were going to hear a story for the third or fourth time. I'll tell you the same story again. Remember this one? Remember how Walter would fly over from somewhere in the States, how he would fly over the Pacific Ocean. And as he went, he would be flying in this tiny little airplane. You remember him telling you these stories, don't you? And as he flew over the ocean, he would come and he would have to land. And in the middle of the night... He would land in that huge Pacific Ocean. Here's this tiny little seaplane floating on the water. And inside that seaplane, even tinier little humans, just a little speck, 
compared to the immensity of that ocean. And Walter would tell me, Pastor, I learned long ago just how small I am, just how short my days are. Walter would tell stories like that. He would tell about landing not maybe on the sea and floating on the water of the ocean, but he would tell the story of coming in in those planes and trying to land on a floating runway. He'd grab you by the hand, he'd grab you by the back of the arm, and he'd tell you, Pastor, I learned long ago how short my days are. I've learned long ago that my life is not my own, that all of my plans and all of my purposes as much as I plan and as many purposes as I may have, are really not the final say. And he would tell the story of coming in to land on this floating runway, and as he watched the pilot come in to land on that runway in the ocean, he learned. He learned how fleeting life can be, how just one inch to the left or one inch to the right or an inch too high or an inch too low can make all the difference in the world. Walter was ready. He had gained a heart of wisdom. But see, he gained a heart of wisdom not just in the Pacific Ocean and learning how short life can be and how dangerous life can be and how all of our plans are subject to the Lord, but Walter learned the heart of wisdom precisely in the church. Yes, the Pacific Ocean had much to teach him about the shortness of his life, but that's not yet gaining wisdom. For the true heart of wisdom is found. The true heart of wisdom is found not in knowing how small and how short we are and how all of our plans are subject to change, but in knowing the one who preserves us. See, Walter knew not just that life was dangerous and that flying over the big ocean he was very small, but Walter had learned in the Holy Christian Church, that the Lord Jesus, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who can speak to the wave and says to it, be still, that he loves people who are small, people whose lives are short, people whose lives are full of surprises and whose best-made plans don't really carry the day. That is what it means to have a heart of wisdom, to know the Lord Jesus. The suddenness of this day, and I still am having a hard time kind of wrapping my head around the phone call that I got. It was Friday morning. I was checking my messages, and here's James Thomas calling me. I didn't recognize the number, but I'm listening to the message, and he gives me the news. And I was sitting there on my back porch, maybe like many of you, when you first heard the news, you said, what? What? Is this true? Can this really be? Life is full of these surprises. And no matter how much we say, yes, I'm ready, yes, I'm prepared, yes, I know that death will someday come to me, it still always comes as a surprise, as a shock. But in the midst of our surprise, in the midst of our shock, today the Lord Jesus comes to us. And I want you to imagine it this way this morning. The Lord Jesus, better than Walter, the Lord Jesus comes and takes us by the hand and grabs the back of our arm and he says to us, now listen to me. Listen to me that your fear may be taken away. Listen to my words so that the shock and the surprises and the waves and the turmoils and the abyss of life and all of its changes may not overwhelm you. In the midst of things we cannot understand, in the midst of things that are too shocking and too surprising to have even really set in, we turn our attention to Jesus. And from our Lord Jesus, we find peace. From our Lord Jesus, we find comfort. From our Lord Jesus, we find courage 
to face every day and all of the surprises that come our way. Listen again to what Jesus says. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Long before Walter, the Lord Jesus went his way to the cross, and he was fully prepared. Unlike us, the Lord Jesus was fully and completely prepared. He didn't just say the words, yes, I'm ready for death someday, but the Lord Jesus came into this world with this mission in mind, that he would lay down his life for the life of the world. Jesus faced death fully prepared and completely unsurprised. It was no shock to him when the soldiers came to him in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was no shock to him when there was the sham trial. It was no shock to him when they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. He came for this very reason, to lay his life down in death and to take it up again. See, there is one man who was not surprised by his death. It is Jesus Christ. He laid his life down willingly. And what he says to us today as he takes us by the hand and puts his hand on our elbow, he says to us today, I did all of this for you. That word is so powerful today. That word is so important. Remember this when you go out from this place. Remember this as you drive out to Clinton, that Jesus Christ came into the world for your life. That is, that he would lay down his life in your place. That he would lay down his life on your behalf. That he would go to the way of the cross in the place of Walter Doring. In the place of each and every one of you, Jesus goes as a substitute. He goes in your place. He goes to death for you. And he also takes his life up again for you. In the midst of things we cannot understand, we believe and find comfort and hope in this. That there is one who has faced all of these things before. There is one who is not surprised and who is not shocked. There is one who keeps peace and keeps calm and gives courage to all who will believe. On Walter's behalf, in his place, the Lord Jesus went. And Walter knew this and rejoiced in this fact that he had a Lord Jesus who did not abandon him, that he had a Lord Jesus who would be with him over the Pacific Ocean, that he had a Lord Jesus who would be with him as the plane came to that floating runway, that he had a Lord Jesus who would be with him even on a day like last Thursday when strange and unexpected things, things that none of us could have foreseen, happened. The Lord Jesus was with him. He was with him as a shepherd, walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Walter knew this, and that is what gave him the true heart of wisdom. For what Christ Jesus accomplished for Walter, what he accomplished for each and every one of you, he now applies to you. He feeds us by faith. He feeds us with his own benefits by faith. And you heard in that wonderful reading from John 6 how Jesus links all of these things together, how he will lay down his life for us so that all who feed on him, that is, all who believe in his teaching, that is, all who believe in his words, that is, those who trust his words, would be fed by Christ himself. We eat his flesh, we drink his blood by faith. And in the Holy Christian Church, Walter was fed with Jesus Christ. He was fed in the waters of holy baptism where Christ blazed his name on Walter. 
Many of you knew how Walter was uh, before. See, I've only known him in the last eight years or so. And so it's hard for me to think of Walter as a drill instructor. But many of you have probably heard stories of Walter as a drill instructor. Here's one he loved to tell me. He would talk about how he would wear this red braid over his shoulder. And what that braid signified was that Walter was a drill sergeant, that he was in the command of some higher up. I don't know all the hierarchy, but he did. And so did everyone who saw that sign. And so they would scatter out of his way when he was walking around. It's hard to imagine being afraid of Walter Doring because I only knew him as a sweet man, as the kind of guy who you wanted to be around. But better than having the admiral's tie, better than having some high-ranking official's symbol over his arm, Walter had the Lord Jesus' name stamped on him in holy baptism. And before the name of Jesus, death has to flee. Before the name of Jesus, sin has to run. Before the name of Jesus, hell itself must depart. For Jesus has power over all of these things. And in the Holy Christian Church, Walter received what Christ accomplished for him. He received the forgiveness of sin. And every time he came into this place, he would put it on Facebook so everybody knew, receiving word and sacrament at St. Paul Lutheran Church. He fed in this place on the flesh of his Lord Jesus, on the blood of his Lord Jesus, in the wonderful sacrament of the altar. Jesus came to him again and again and again, and he comes to all who believe in him again and again and again to feed us his life-giving body, to pour into us his life-giving blood. Now we have these things by faith, but the day is coming when we will have them all by sight. I've already told you that story of landing on the runway, but Walter told another similar story about landing on a floating runway that added a little nuance. He said that sometimes the fog was so thick that the pilots of the plane couldn't actually see where they were going until the last second. And so you know what they had to do, don't you? They had to radio in to the radar people. And the radar people would talk the pilot through how to circle around the runway and how to come in for a safe landing. Isn't that a perfect picture of our life in this world? We don't know what the day holds. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what next week holds. It's all pretty foggy. But there is one who knows. And the Lord Jesus does not leave us in the fog. The Lord Jesus speaks to us in his holy word. He comes to us again and again through the means of grace so that we would be sustained through this foggy world by faith and someday come to the landing. Someday come to the real thing. Someday come to the joys of heaven and beyond, to the glory of the resurrection. Teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days. And we wish today that we didn't have to be here. We wish that Walter could speak to us so that we may gain wisdom from him. But even better than gaining wisdom from Walter, let us learn today. Let us learn today from our Lord Jesus. Let him take you by the hand. Let him put his arm around you and let him teach you to number your days that you may gain a heart of wisdom. Learn from Jesus how he has gone before you, how he has laid down his life and taken it up again for the life of the world and how he speaks to you now to guide you through this world so that whatever surprise comes your way, whatever shock tomorrow holds, whatever unexpected thing comes to you through your life, you might be ready, you might be prepared to receive the good things and to endure those unexpected things. Teach us, O oh Lord, to gain a heart of wisdom.
Today we give thanks. In the midst of this unexpected surprise, in the midst of things that are still kind of being processed by all of us, we give thanks that the Lord Jesus is with us through our trials, that the Lord Jesus is with us through all of the ups and downs of life, and that in the end, that in the end, he will never depart from us. For now, what we know by faith, Walter enjoys by sight. Now the promises that we hear from our Lord Jesus and we trust in our heart by faith, now Walter has received the vision, the sight of those things. And one day we will join him. One day we will join him in the glories of heaven. And even better than that, dear friends, one day we too will rise with him. And then, then in that day, all of the surprises will be the good kind. All of the surprises and the twists and the unexpected things will be the kind that don't bring tears to your eyes, but bring a laugh to your gut and a smile to your face. For now, we pray that the Lord would give us a heart of wisdom to face this day and this time which is so full of sadness and bittersweetness. But the day is coming when you will no longer have to face those kind of surprises anymore. So be strong and let your hearts take courage. Teach us, O Lord, to number our days like Walter did, that we may have a heart of wisdom like him. To Christ be the glory now and always. Amen.